Wars, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Franchise Schmanchise with the Police Academy franchise. <laughs> we are here, me, I'm here, well we are both here, yes. but I am here. Hi. <laughs> and you are... And, uh, oh yes, I am me, and you are you. Congrats. I'm Jeff yeah, Bell, I'm back again well. as the host of this franchise. Jeff and Bell, joining back me, again. Oh. Um, if I if I could have a song, I would have a 90s... Um, Rap, rap, or very much so a Backstreet Boys esque Backstreet's back, all right. Song. Jeff Bell's back, all right. All right, yay! <laughs> it's kind of actually very disappointing. Don't actually want to do that. Um, no, but I am back here again, and joining me as always is well, not as always. Well, for this franchise, as, as always. always, yes. For you better not replace me for part two of this franchise, right? Uh, the seven-part franchise. Actually, would it be funnier if when Mahoney left, we replaced you with somebody else as the host? Uh, mm. Yes, but you pretended it was still me. It's possible, no, but it's not you. Hashtag no Mahone. Hashtag, hashtag no Mahone. And hashtag no K. No Chris. No, no K. Chris. Can we do yeah. that? <laughs> it is Chris Shaw. Hello, Chris. Hello. Welcome back again. So, yes, as we've already said, and as already as the uh, the title of the episode states, this is Police Academy 2. What is it? Their first assignment? Their first assignment, which really isn't right. No, not really, because technically the... Uh, they all were working. They were all working for the, the whole uh, uh, riot at the end of the first one, right? Well, that, I mean, they're still in the police academy they hadn't graduated yet in the first one so okay. i could see why but oh. it's not like they weren't doing anything until they got a call I and mean, mahoney was working the beach patrol and they were doing other that is true they're I doing see. other things like in the beginning of the movie when they all were together so really it's it's not an appropriate title it's more like another assignment yes <laughs> or how about this their first assignment we're going to film yes the first which is not even true because really you as you just said you see them doing all that other stuff mm-hmm. so technically it's just like their first assignment as a group and really the whole police academy term doesn't make sense because they're not in the police academy anymore they're nor, nor is everybody that was in their class part of it no your, your favorite guy is my favorite guy is yes but uh we're not talking about mahoney uh klutzy guy klutzy guy oh my goodness but he's definitely downplayed he's not in it as much that's the one thing i did notice with this well, I think they all kind of were downplayed. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's weird. We have less characters or in, in this in this particular movie. We're just getting into the conversation, right? We're not. There's nothing else we had to do for that opening. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, this is this is your show ultimately. That kind of goes wherever. That's true. Um, the, that's the one thing we should we should discuss that because um, we knew we knew coming into this one that there was obviously a character changes. There was uh, some characters were no longer part of the franchise mm-hmm. um, or didn't didn't carry over into this one. Um, a couple of them do come back though later on, but uh, uh, but primarily it's like we knew there was going to be a, a cast change up, and by doing by changing the cast themselves and getting rid of some of those extra characters, um, it's it's kind of funny because yeah they're all kind of not as over the top. Uh, they definitely still have their moments, but it's not just like in your face. We because uh, we get we uh, so what is our who are who are returning from Police Academy one? Which characters are, are well? We have back? we have Hooks back, right? We have Tackleberry, Tackleberry, who actually kind of becomes like a more main predominant yep. character. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We have Jones, Michael Winslow's character. Yep. We obviously have Mahoney. Yep. We have Klutzy Officer. That's true. Which I'm spacing on his name. Is that Fackler? Yeah, I think so. That so, sounds about that right. Sounds right, maybe. And then uh, and the uh, the Bubba Smith character as well. Yes, yes. Which um, I love that. Uh, I love um, uh, Hightower's character. Seemed to have. He, I, I made. A, I even made this note. Like Bubba Smith actually. Uh, not, I, I don't want to say the word actually. That's not the right term. But um, because after the first film, he he was very quiet. He was very kind of minimal. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a ton of acting. You know, except for the scene when he gets pissed and he flips the car over uh, during the obstacle course. But uh, this movie, this time around, he does a lot more acting and a lot more. He's got a lot more lines and he's actually kind of funnier than than they had him be in the first film. And I like that. So what's kind of funny is is uh, reading after seeing this, um, there were a few cast members and Bubba Smith was one of them that had their lines minimized. Mm-hmm. And Bubba Smith in particular, because the director said he can't act. 
which I thought he acted pretty damn good considering yeah. he's not an actor. You know? that's, I mean, he was. I mean, I mean, both. I mean, Hooks is very minimal. Oh in yeah, this. I almost forget she's in it because yeah. she's she's a she's dispatch, right? She, yeah, they make her. Di- so let's give a little bit of premise of this extremely thin story. Oh my goodness, this you thought is, the first one was thin. This is so. It's the worst precinct in the city. Yep. This nondescript city, by the way. And in order to boost it, the police commissioner says, we're going to give you more, more, uh, more uh, policemen here. The um, up-and-coming sergeant who wants to take over the precincts mm-hmm. decides, you know what, it'd be better if they all bombed and we did terribly so that crime could make the uh, police chief look, or not the police chief, but the captain look bad right. so that I can be promoted to captain. Yeah. Um, Which is very cliche, 80s very bad cliche, guy. Yeah. Like, antagonist. Antagonist, which, and then, and then the whole reason why it's the people that we know from Police Academy 1 that get brought over is because the police, is it the chief or is it, yeah, it's the chief, right, for, of the district? It's it's the captain. Is it or is it the captain? Yeah, Captain Lassard. Captain, yeah, Captain Lassard, which is not a commandant, Eric. Uh, no, yep, Captain Lassard. Because it's it's not the same Lassard from the first one. They're brothers, but they are brothers, yes. and that's the whole connection. It's they're like, brothers <laughs> from the same mother and father. <laughs> and, and they're 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 full blood, full yeah. brothers. Uh, <laughs> Which I mean, I like Howard Hesman. Yes, I was gonna say I, I I enjoy Howard Hesman when he shows up in movies. He's very much so an '80s actor. Yes, I and I kind of did that whole thing where like I started scrolling through because I know him from WKRP and Cincinnati. And then he also shows up at the end of Clue. Like, those are the two movies. Like, that's two things that I know him from. Yeah. Well, ahead of the class. Oh, ahead of the class. That's right. That's the... Oh, man. I Oh, crap. That's a flashback. I haven't watched that in forever. Uh, but no, like, that's what I saw. Those three things are what I know him as. And when he showed up, and I just started going through his IMDb going, oh, yeah, look at this. I know him from all this crap that I haven't seen. So, um, but um, yeah, it's a very thin plot. It's not a very... Well, no. what was the plot of the first one? Hire, you know, get as many police people in here just to be, you know, everything is equal. Like, yep. equality. <laughs> okay, that's the entire plot. So, and, and by the way, the, 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 the three, there are three cadets that have, will not return. They're only in the first one. Mm-hmm. There, you have Leslie Barbara. Yep. So, the, the bigger guy bigger that guy. had his win. You had George Martin, the guy, the guy that dressed up as a woman yep. to sleep. And then, of course, we no longer get to see the lovely, lovely Karen Thompson. Who is she in it? Why am I spacing on it? It's your girl. My girl? Yeah, your girl. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Kim Cattrall. Yes, I apologize. In my head, all I kept thinking about was um, uh, Sergeant Callahan. But I know she comes back. She comes back. She She, missed this because she she was was pregnant, pregnant, I think, right? Yeah, which is, and that's why it's like it's hard. It's like, well, like they they write off characters. I really wish they never gave an explanation as to why uh, um, Karen Thomas never came back, right? They, she just, they just, they, they don't talk about her. They just absolutely like she's a Bond girl at this point for Mahoney. Yeah, she's like, nope, she's gone. That's it. So no. okay, so let's talk a little bit about like Mahoney. Yes. Um, I do have a very, com- I have very positive com- uh, comment regarding him. Okay, why don't you go moment. first? Uh, my favorite part is once he dresses up, once he goes undercover. In my opinion, Mahoney undercover as the as the the thug. To try to infiltrate, uh, was it Zed? Was that his name? Um, Bobcat Goldthwait? Yeah. Um, his, uh, yeah, Zed. To infiltrate his gang. Gang. I just, I, I, I loved Mahoney. Just over the top, bad, act, bad, you know, gangster or like a thug actor. Doing just bad things doing, that really aren't that bad. Exactly. <laughs> like, I just, I loved that. I thought that was so good. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. It does definitely, you can see this, this, Divergent from the original film, where it was the it was the ensemble film, and mm-hmm. now we're becoming like this is starting to be more of like Mahoney and Company. Like yes. it's getting more that way. The yep. fact that he's the one that goes undercover. Well, yes, absolutely, and and the fact that everybody else seemed to be more minimalized mm-hmm. in this. Um, yeah, I I don't. I mean, I I don't. I, I think they lost some of the magic of the first film. That is very true. I mean, it's it's a thinner plot, but it's like it it doesn't 
it doesn't seem as cohesive. I mean, and, and it, to say something is cohesive in the Police Academy franchise is kind of weird. <laughs> you have to lower um, the expectations right? a little bit. Lower the bar a lot so, and then go off of that. So it, it just seemed less fluid. It just, I don't know. It, it just, it, the writer of the first one, and, the, and I, don't, I don't think it was the same writer, is definitely not the same director. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is directed by Jerry Paris. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, Jerry Paris, who's from uh, Dick Van Dyke Show. Oh. He was the next door neighbor of Millie, okay. Jerry and Millie, the dentist next door on the Dick Van Dyke show. That's who, that's the same director. And he, unfortunately, I think he died like a very short time after the making of this film. Okay. But he was, I mean, he was old anyways. Right. But yeah, definitely a different director from the first film. And I think, I think just taking away, because I think where the first, the director of the first film wanted each actor to kind of get to know their character and develop their own character. This mm-hmm. one is kind of like, okay, we know your character now. Uh, Mahoney's the fun one. We're yeah. gonna focus on him. We're gonna minimize everybody else. Yep. Everybody else has a shtick that we will let them do. Yep. Once, you yep. know, Hooks. high towers imposing. Hooks talks quiet Hooks talks until quietly. she said, "Don't move, derping." Again, Which, the same again. line. Which actually that wasn't necessary or really mm-hmm. like me like forced for her to say like she kind of just said it anyways. Yeah. You know, Jones did. Uh, you know, get, was given a moment to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, all right, and you know, and like that's, and then, and then the only one that actually had any kind of like real character development was Tackleberry, because right. they introduced they introduced a new character into the film that they basically made as a love interest. So he was the only character that actually had some sort of evolution. You know, otherwise, yep. like otherwise, everybody else was pretty much the exact same character. Um, yeah, absolutely, and and this does qualify as an '80s movie. Oh, yes, it does qualify as an 80s movie. Right? Well, but, in the beginning. <laughs> in the beach scene. Uh, my fourth note. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, still meets 80s movie requirements by having the obligatory boob shot on right. the beach. Which is like, in real life... Okay, so the... <laughs> So Mahoney is chasing after the the, the dude in the in the pickup truck driving and the two, on the beach. The t- uh, driving on the beach and the two girls that are that are bathing topless, of course, like bolt upright to see what's going on. I'm like, yep. no one is gonna do that in real life. <laughs> but it's such an '80s like movie trope, and I'm like, you yep. have to do it. You I'm have like, to do it. So we we knocked down from an R rating. We're at a, I think we're at a PG-13 rating. Yep. The first one was the only one that was R. Right. And it's like, no, nope, they still they still swear. They still have nudity. They still have nudity. Uh, it's just not as much as the first one. The first one had a ton more nudity. Um, but yeah, it's like, nope, still met uh, '80s requirement. Still met '80s requirement. Uh, I'll be interested to see if number three does. Um, I I am always on a lookout for whether a movie makes uh, the '80s <laughs> '80s movie requirements. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about real quick. Let's talk about um, actually. Let's talk about High Towers. Uh, sorry. Uh, um, Tackleberry's love interest. Uh, what is her character? Kirkland. Let us talk briefly about her. What okay. did you think about her? Um, you think it's shoehorned? Do you think she's she's oh, too absolutely like, shoehorned? It's we like give somebody else a love interest, right? Yep, I think it's too shoehorned. It's like, hey, she likes big guns as well, right. and she, you know, it, it's it's if uh, <laughs> I would say if Lethal Weapon, I think four with Renee Russo, three did it, three they introduced her, where if, she was literally Riggs's um, right. Equal. If that had came come out first, mm-hmm. I would say this is a parody of that. Yeah, that's true. It's like they they established, which is it's 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 interesting to think like. So Mahoney was the guy that had the love interest in part one. Part two comes around, and they gave that to Tackleberry, because Mahoney doesn't have a love no. interest in this. There's, like, no one. He's not even going after anybody. The closest you get is the lady who measures him in the, right. uh, the shop, which, real quick sidebar, the fact that he takes the balloons, or he, well, he bribes the balloons from the little girl, yeah. and then uses them for a penis joke in front of that little girl is like, Mahoney, <laughs> come on, have some more taste, bro. <laughs> at least let the girl leave first before you do that with her balloons. Okay, back to the conversation at hand. Kirkland. So, I don't know if they're trying to get Tackleberry to be more likable. Do you think he was just, do you think people thought he was just too Well, I think he's, he's unrelatable? A, he's or? a one-dimensional, like most of the characters here, except for Mahoney, he's mm-hmm. one-dimensional. So right. they were attempting to give the other attempting characters? to give him a little bit more, which, if I remember correctly, and again, it's been a long time since I've seen him, I don't believe that she is in any other films, because he, he, I believe, falls for the uh, other um, former instructor. That, Who comes back? Yeah. 
Now, see, that's the thing I don't remember. But I mean, they're married by the end of this movie, right? Which right, they're married. So, like, what happens in number three? Does she die or something? I don't know. I don't remember. Well, I just know well, that it's Nelson. played by. I know we're going to know soon enough. I know. I just know that she was. It's played by Colleen Camp, who is much like uh, Kim Cattrall. Uh, Kim Cattrall, very much so, eighties female staple. Uh, Colleen Camp keeps popping up in movies that I like. Most notably, she's Yvette from Clue. <laughs> she's the French maid. <sighs> Anyways, she's also in Die Hard with, uh, with a Vengeance. Oh, really? Yes. She is Another the... tie to the fr- exactly. franchise. See, I think any <laughs> franchise going forward, you need to tie it back. With a character that connects the franchises yep. at some point together. You're yeah, trouble she's, next time. She's in Die Hard with a Vengeance. She's the, she's the blonde-haired cop uh, in John's Precinct when the nerdy science guy like shows off the, the chemical mixing and he throws it and it blows up a chair next to her. She stops and she screams at him. Like, if you don't be careful, you're going to be wearing that chair or whatever as a hat it's but it's her it's the same it's it's colleen camp but anyways completely random side yeah side tangent as per usual on this show i i thought the whole that whole romance thing was just shoehorned in because it's like tackleberry didn't do much you know and i don't know if it's just like they they had stuff written for everybody and then the actor said well i want to be back again and they like okay we can we can work him in right because it's like it's not an essential character. I mean, it's it's it seems just like most of them. It it does. It, it, it's you're right. Like like if if you cut out all the other characters that you knew already and just focus on the Mahoney story, it's still a movie. Right. Yeah. Because all the other characters aren't absolutely necessary for the plot to keep going either. No. It's really it comes down to Mahoney, Mahoney, absolutely. and these other new cops that have been a part of the precinct. Like the one that he ends up working with as a partnership, yeah. And you know, like, because even so, like Lassard, like Lassard from the first one, is only in that what one scene when uh, his brother calls him. Like, yeah, that's really so. it. Like, oh, and also, who else is missing? Lieutenant Harris is missing. Yeah. But, well, I want to get that. Let's let's compare let's, let's, Lieutenant Mauser with Lieutenant Harris. You mean the same character? The same like, character. The actor who's, who looked very similar they and look, sound yes. very very similar. <laughs> and 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 I'll just get this out of the way. Harris is in this movie. Yes, he is. I saw that. I read that up. That yeah. he's uh, he's the the guest that's getting uh, photographed yep. during the wedding. Yeah, you only see the back of him. Yep. Which I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. He made it. He still made it in the movie, but you don't know it's him. Well, so, but but let's compare. Like like so so yeah, Hauser, Mauser, sorry. Yeah. Versus uh, the the former. What's right. His? Harris. Harris. Lieutenant Harris. Um, well, the they both end up having a prank pulled on them uh, that leaves them momentarily disfigured. Yes. On their head. Yeah. <laughs> um, the shower sequence. I do. Rec- I do remember. Very, I remember, I rem- like that that moment in the movie. I remember. <laughs> I don't remember much of the rest of this film at all. Yeah, I didn't um, either. Like, like the fact, like Bobcat Goldthwait showing up. We'll get there in a minute too. Like, I did. I forgot he was a bad guy. I completely forgot that. That was not in my head whatsoever. Anyways, um, but no, like so they so yeah, both Harris and uh, Mauser, very much so the antagonist. Uh, bad guy that doesn't want, you know, really would, if he had his way, would rather not be dealing with these quote-unquote slacker police officers. Um, also very, <laughs> just kind of rude and wants, you know, thinks he'll be better, or, you know, he'll, you know, work his way, kind of work his way up the, the ladder and, and becoming a higher-up police officer. Well, but, not work his way, just, you know, fail the <laughs> captain so that he'll get that promoted. Get, really? Is this movie the same plot as the first film? It's close. <laughs> it's close. I think in the first one, it was more, let's make the mayor look bad with this decision. Right. This one, it's, let's make all the people in this precinct suffer because of bad crime. <laughs> Which is so... So that I get promoted. So I get promoted. So it's, it's a little bit worse, I think. That's, that's true. The motivation's a little bit worse. That's She's true. not really taking his job seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he's kind of just a dick cop. Like, I don't know what this 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 thing, this, this love of like making cops be 
utter dicks back in the 80s. Well, the, the, the people in charge. The people, the, yeah. The middle, the well, ups. middle management. Yes, that is very true. Because upper even, management was nice. It was middle management that were a-holes. And then the lower people, that was like Mahoney and all them, they were fine. Because you always got that whole point where like the lower, the lower peons would always have to deal with the middle guys. The middle guys would always be the dicks. And then basically, ultimately, the higher-ups would find out the middle guys were being dicks. And the middle yep. guys would be like, oh, no, I, I would like try to apologize. And then we're usually fired or something bad happened to the middle guy. And then because the uppers like loves the lowers, yeah. it's the same concept, yeah, over and over and over again. But what I mean, what what happened? I mean, with 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 both Lieutenant Harris and Mauser, they're ultimately not the the bad guy in the end. Yeah, right. I mean, they, they there's get, no consequences. I mean, they they don't get what they want. Right. So I guess that's a consequence. But they really don't. Mauser isn't promoted to captain. Right. And ultimately, they don't really get a major comeuppance they get they no. get kind of almost like slapped in the face to be just like back to how you know like yep. hey okay knock it off is almost kind of the mentality that happens and then that's it i guess yep. that's as far as it goes but i mean really what would they have done like what kind of comeuppance would they've even tried giving them that you would even be happy with that wouldn't feel like it's out of place for this type of movie right well and and ultimately i think they're, they're, they're not all, gonna die well they're all on the same <laughs> side yeah, uh, you know they're all cops, uh-huh. right? So while their motivations may be to you know to, to fail certain people or whatever, right. They're still cops. So when it comes against true crime, uh, which is Bobcat's character, then that's where the focus needs to go, and that's so they do do that. That's true. That is true. And a good segue into I was trying thank to you do very that, much yeah. into Mahoney's role in the <laughs> no I mean I'm mean, sorry into uh, Bobcat Goldthwait's character um, yeah I I and I did some reading on that too about like how he was not no no sorry the shop owner yes who he's a cop later on right yes he comes back in and later citizens of Earth. he okay. was also an SNL alumni okay is he yeah Oh, he was in the early 80s. Oh, so he's from that era of, of yeah. SNL that nobody knows. Well, it was Eddie Murphy era. Yeah, when and everybody was on SNL yeah, that's like remotely Dreyfus, popular. Joe Piscopo. It's like, oh, wait a minute. That's the era nobody cares about or likes, and that's the era when all these big celebrities were on. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, that's right. It's like, wait a minute. How's this? It's like a weird black hole in SNL history. Uh, but no, it's, it's, I remember him from later films, and that's another topic I, I do want to hit on before the end of the episode. This weird introducing characters and then them coming back for later ones. We're coming back to that momentarily. Um, but uh, Bobcat Goldthwait showed up, and I was very happy. I was very excited. And then I went, oh, that's right. He's a bad guy. <laughs> but then, I'm, but in my, in my head, I'm like, okay. Okay, so does he join the police squad, like, halfway through then? Like, and become a cop? Like, that was my, ment- that was my, mm-hmm. my thought process. And so I was waiting for that to happen. And I'm watching, and I'm watching, and I'm like, we're, like... 20 minutes away from the ending of this movie. I'm like, does it happen at the end? And I just thought that was a beginning plot point. But I'm like, oh, no, no. He's he's just the bad guy in this movie. And he's like... <laughs> what is his character? What is, what is... Is he just, like... Is he supposed to be, like, the mentality of a child? Is he supposed to be, like, a child that's all grown up? Is that, like... How, how do you yeah, how do you how do you read him? I, I I think he's just a yeah delusional gang leader who just yeah he's a little he's very childish and mm-hmm. you know he's very much uh, uh, there's low it's like what what's motivating him and his crime spree right he, it's it's like it's a child's idea of mm-hmm. what being a criminal bad guy would be right like he has a hideout that's a former zoo which He's, is awesome which is awesome by the way i would do that uh, i would totally be in the gang <laughs> all i got was visions of penguin from yeah. batman returns and that no but like <laughs> uh the like so it's it's very much so that mentality like i and there's there's you have to question how how is how how has this remotely been successful for them like how have they gotten away with this when they all kind of seem to be that same like mentality they all seem to kind of be very childish like they're their whole yep. thug sorry uh their whole that whole gang uh very childish very you know just like yeah we're like they they go to the fair and they cause problems and he he's what is it he doesn't want to go on the ferris wheel yeah or the 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 merry-go-round because he'll get sick right but then he's like but you know if you go on it with me you know or will you go on with go on it with me to one of his thugs and he's like yeah and then he's like okay let's go and like like that mentality of it's like it's really a kid so really they're pretty much like the other cadets on the police academy yes so that's why it's so easily he can come back and join us 
and on whichever one it is, Citizens on Patrol or whatever, whatever one that he becomes a cop. He becomes a cop, and I'm that's like now I'm looking forward to that again. This is what this 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 is what this series is going to be for me is me just trying to remember when things happened <laughs> in the franchise, right? But I I liked him. I I enjoyed I enjoyed it whenever he was on the movie on film i'm like yeah i like i kind of like the young bobcat goldthwait he's funny and i i just love listening to him talk when they go to the grocery store and they're <laughs> and they're 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 shopping basically but shopping, they're also yep. causing all this destruction <laughs> and they're on their way out and he's like thank you i found lots of good bargains like i just like, i love them. it's so stupid but it's so funny and the height of his comedy like oh that, yeah that character of his yep this is the height like the police academy movies is really he was already a stand-up comedian and right. all that and this is kind of like his big step yep um so yeah i mean and he and he takes it for all it's worth oh as yeah the movies continue he he at least in this one he milks that character very like to the extreme, and but it still feels perfectly, you know, at home in, in the movie, in the world that they yep. created for it. It's like, all right, and I don't mind watching it. You don't just kind of like cringe, going, "Dude, you're overacting, or you're doing it too much." It's like, no, in this film series, you're you're okay. Yeah, the, the way when Mahoney is dressed up and interacting with him, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, oh, and like they gave him a freaking, <laughs> they gave him the giant like like Mister Microphone yeah, as the. As I know. The, <laughs> hey, once in a while, picks up something at another station. I'm like, it's not even. Like a real like you know, wire, <laughs> but you don't. Like you forget how Mr. Microphone worked. So Mr. Microphone, yes, for those of you that need to know, I know it was a is. 1980s technology that used radio frequency uh-huh. to send um, a microphone signal to a stereo or, or boombox, which yep. was a portable radio. <laughs> That's tuned what your in the radio. Is now, by the way, uh, right, they tuned in a radio station. <laughs> right, right. And then you could sing into it and amplify your sound. That's what a Mister Microphone was, and it had to be within like five feet. Oh yeah, of the oh, radio of the of the boombox. So there's no way that that could be used as a as like a wire, <laughs> as a wire or anything to pick it up. So that was that was pretty hilarious. I had one from the mid '90s that I couldn't get from my stereo to the door of my bedroom without it just losing connection and i'm like it's the, well, like the technology technically should have been better 10 years later after this movie and no it's still it was still just as and crappy like i was the slobby cop <laughs> who said yeah i modified it so it'll work yeah like no you first off no he did not yeah <laughs> oh that was it's but that seemed like that's fitting for that's still those that's as, those aspects of the first one where it's that kind ridiculousness. of ridiculous. Yeah, it's very heightened, and you don't take it serious. You don't, you know, you, you you're kind of just like, all right, whatever. This is above. This is or kind of already over the top a bit. Yep. So having a giant like, okay, first off, he doesn't need to keep the freaking foam part of the microphone still attached. <laughs> that comes off. <laughs> uh, what if there's a lot of wind and things? Yes, because I'm sure that's what's going to You don't want to have a lot of p- and, and all that so sounds taken over. Because buried inside of his clothes, <laughs> yeah, he's right. not going to get the rustling of his jacket against the microphone the entire that's right. time. <laughs> oh, but um, I do, uh, I did enjoy, I, okay, so yeah, I just, I, I, I liked, I liked Zed. I I liked Bobcat Goldthwait's character, and I liked that that they didn't kill him. Of course, this is the '80s, so '80s comedy—they never kill people. People yeah. just get seriously injured, and then seem to be okay in the next shot. So, right. I mean, well, by seriously injured, you mean like shot in the arm? Like shot in the arm, and like the arm is perfectly usable the next day, except they might be a little sore. Right. You know, you'll get the whole like they go to raise their hand, they're like, oh, 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 ow, like, and that's the extent of it. Yep. Like they're fine. They're perfectly okay. No, no trauma. Consequences. No consequences. Give them like a month, and then they're back to normal again. Um, there was, um, there was one more thing I wanted to talk about and I'm spacing on what it was now, so it doesn't matter. Um, I I will say this, this is maybe the first or second movie for someone who was in Back to the Future. Oh. Do you know who? Oh, you're really just like digging deep into my archive. I am. I am. So wait, like, oh, wait, like re- rephrase that question. Like, what do you, what do you so, mean? So uh, there's an actor that, in this movie that yeah. was also in Back to the Future, the first one. In the first film. Yep. Both came out around the same time. So either this or, the, or, or Back to the Future was his first movie. I'll give you a big, huge hint. Yeah. 
He was also in The Wonder Years. That's a look of confusion. I, I, right now. I, I you don't can't know. See this. We need to video cast. This I don't know. Of... Jason Hervey. Who do you? Uh, okay. Jason Harvey okay. played uh, Kevin Arnold's older brother in The Wonder Years. Okay. He played the little boy, the rude boy in the car when the movie opens up. And Tackleberry oh. says, right, he was also in Back to the Future. His line is, what are you, what's a rerun? That's right, because he's he's uh, Lorraine's brother. Yep, he's also he's also the one of the the bullies from Monster Squad. He's also yeah like, yeah he's he he's like he's one of those like, quintessential like younger like high school bullies or school bullies. That's right. Yeah. Wow, I forgot that he was Lorraine's brother. Damn. Okay. Wow. Uh, wow. I will be collecting all your Back to wow. the Future stuff because oh, yes. you don't deserve yes. it anymore. Please take my all my um, collection because of the one the character who has one line in the three part yes. franchise. So just <laughs> so everyone look for an eBay. Uh, You're not be... taking my artwork. This is my artwork. <laughs> no, it's sorry, it's all gone. You lost the right to it <laughs> because I didn't remember him. <laughs> oh my goodness! First off. Uh, Tackleberry does definitely bust the window or shoots out the window yes. of the car. Which is a good way to go. Yeah, good the way. The lady's to... perfectly okay with this. Like she seems to be fine. Um, that's a little awkward. <laughs> um, so let's. Um, there was a. Oh, I real quick side note. I really enjoy that the uh, uh, the Blue Oyster Bar showed back up again. Uh, it did. It's not as prominent <laughs> not as, as prominent, the first one. But it is very much so uh, still there. It's still a gag in this movie and does definitely take place. I do have a, I do have a one uh, one other quick thing. So we're about a half hour into this. Uh, one other quick thing that I want to ask your opinion on. Yes. What city do you think this is supposed to be? Uh, I would guess... L.A. You kind of think it's supposed to be like an L.A. Because yeah. it's like bad crime and there's a beach. Or a Miami. Well, they do mission in like right. Miami. Right, so yeah, so that they can't be Miami, right. but I'm guessing like an LA or or a California city. So the first one and they never actually state where it's at. The first one filmed in uh in Canada. The city that was all in Canada. This now this one they did in fact film in uh LA. Like they okay. they filmed it in Los Angeles. So it probably is supposed to be LA. They never they specifically never say like there's never uh, like even in the beginning during the there during the opening uh, prologue title thing when they were describing uh, or like I say in the first one like when they were describing what the the situation was and why people were being hired it was just that the mayor of the city do you think it matters at all that where the city, so. like there's nothing that's really like going oh this needs to be L A cops or this needs to be Chicago police officers yeah right? I, don't, I don't think it makes any difference at okay. all it's just yeah it was just kind of interesting that they left it very nondescript they never bothered telling it but again there's no reason to I suppose no the skyline is always a very nondescript city skyline Th- of this way you can make it feel like it's your city exactly I don't know if I'd want that <laughs> <laughs> so and then one last thing I do want to talk about briefly um, because I know it starts getting more and more as we go along. Because uh, we kind of briefly touched on this in the mm-hmm. first film or the first episode of this franchise, uh, do you think it was a conscious decision to? And I might be—I'm giving the writers way more credit, I feel, <laughs> than I probably should. Uh, but do you think it was a conscious decision to introduce characters in one movie as very minor characters and then bring them back in a next one as a more predominant character? So, for example, like uh, Clutzy Guy. Mm-hmm. Clutzy McClutster, I was really hard for me to say that, um, shows up in the first film mm-hmm. with his wife. Mm-hmm. Well, then his wife comes back in a couple of, a couple of movies and then is, um, is a more predominant character at the Academy. Um, this movie introduces, obviously, Zed, which we know comes back as a police officer in a future one. That's Bobcat Goldthwait. Also, um, Kirkland's uh, father and older brother, I believe, are at least... The father, because they're the ones that are fighting. Yeah, I believe they come back in a future episode, in a future movie too, as I, I as as cadets. I I swear that was a thing. I don't remember which one. <laughs> now I mean, you know what? I need to look could it be up. A, that could be a no Mahone. Um, is was that when they became the <laughs> more prominent, <laughs> more predominant? Um, I need to look that up just to verify. I should have looked that up before. <clears throat> Before we started talking about this, but I, I, I just—do you think that was something that they they might have done on purpose, Old Man Kirkland? 
I think I, I, I'm going to say they had probably a small troop of people that they worked with, you know, like a, like kind of like some of our films that we do, right? right? Like we have a small troop of people that we pull from and I'm thinking it's the same thing. And maybe these are other writers or comedians or whatever in the LA or wherever they're filming area. Mm -hmm. And so they just pulled them and, and the people were having fun. I'm guessing these are a lot of fun to film. They don't look like they were taken very seriously. No. It kind of looked like they did maybe one or two takes a time, and as long as nobody really royally screwed up their lines, right. you, just get, you just get the general gist across. Also, yes, uh, Mr. Kirkland shows up in 3, 4, and 6. So I, I, I did remember that correctly. <laughs> but uh, So it's just, it's, it's, you just think it's more along the lines of just... No, they just they, they, they run with it, and maybe when they... Maybe, maybe it's all based upon like the way people respond. You know, maybe it was like a combination of, well, did you have fun? Like, yeah, okay, that was fun having that actor around for that character. And, well, hey, that character could be kind of interesting to, like, bring back because it seems like audiences really kind of liked him. You know, oh, they liked they liked uh, Kirkland's dad and, and older brother because they were kind of goofball characters. Well, they would fit perfectly in the future. And, well, Zed's really goofy and everybody really kind of liked him. And, well, we can't bring him back as another thug. But what if he's trying to, like, like redo his life or something along those lines and that's what he's doing now is is he's trying to be a police officer to make himself better or you know some some excuse like that so you think it was just more along the lines of just because yeah just because no I real think, reason no well, real reason. And, and it's it's easier to not um create new characters necessarily like you're introducing new. like like what sweet chuck or whatever what's his name for what the 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 shop owner oh yeah sweet chuck which, so, which yeah, were you going to say that? Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, that uh, they had trouble pronouncing the, what the name was supposed to be, so they just changed it to Sweet Check. Although the sign still had the old name on it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's get to the point in the episode as we always discuss. Uh, was there anything else that you you wanted to talk regarding the movie before we kind of start going into mm, our no, final go, thoughts? And, no, go ahead. Well, um, what did you think regard? What did you think of the movie? Uh, did you like it? Did you like it more than the first one? Did you like it less than the first one or equal? Uh, I liked it less than the first one. Okay. I, I don't think it was as funny. I, I, I think going away from the ensemble storytelling to the all the other characters are minor except for Mahoney, and that's the storyline that we're following. Okay. Um, I, I, I liked it a lot better when um, everyone had their, their, their moment in the sun, so to speak, uh, of, of the first one. In, in a moment in the sun that was valid for the characters and the plot to kind of keep moving forward a little bit with whatever plot there is. Yes. Whereas this one, very much so, like when uh, Michael Winslow's character has his fighting scene. Which, by the way, I, I will say I've always liked it when he's done his uh, bad lip dubbing or his bad voice dubbing. Yes. Bit. Like that's always been funny to me. I Ever since a kid, <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious. And I still thought it was funny. But it was very much so, like we discussed earlier, they gave the characters that were still there a moment of a gag. And then, all right, whatever, moving on. It's still the Mahoney story. Well, the, this one, the Mahoney and Tackleberry story. Um, so, yeah, you, you liked it less. It was still, it wasn't bad. You didn't hate it, right? I didn't hate it. Um, or did you hate it? By all means, you can, you can hate a movie. It's perfectly okay. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't hate it. Um, it's just, I didn't, did not like it. So, if the first one was an eight, this would have been like a six. Okay. And I will, I will definitely agree with you on that one. I feel like the first one had more laughs in it. Um, I laughed at it more than than this one, and yeah, you, you can definitely see that the characters are already becoming very two dimensional. Yeah. That my and again, the, or one dimensional or one dimensional at this point because yeah. they're they are already two D. Uh, they were two D in the first film. Right. Oh boy, the next film they are a point in space. Um, <laughs> actually, I think that's what one D is. Anyways, the uh, <laughs> so but I, the the two parts, like I said, the two things that I actually enjoyed the most would have been whenever Zed was on camera, and then just. The few moments of Mahoney, like when Mahoney's beating the crap out of like the the telephone booth to get like the the thugs to think he's to respect a thug. him, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, a bad guy. He yeah. beats up a telephone booth. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's funny. Like, I liked, I liked that moment. I laughed at that moment. It's very cartoon humorish. Yes, like, right. Like, it's very much so is like borderlining on adult Looney Tunes yeah. in some spots, like without as much of the laughs, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, I will agree. Like, I liked it. It just. 
yeah, it's definitely not as good as the first one. And I don't know if this is going to be a gradual, like, well, the third one was okay compared to the second one, which <laughs> well, the, is good. There still is one joke that I'm waiting for that I remember from the series. I'm not going to talk about it here because it hasn't been played yet. All right. Well, when, you, when um, it gets played, you when it gets talk played, about it. I'm going to get excited because, like, I remember that joke. I loved that as a kid. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing if I can predict what that joke is because <laughs> that'd be awesome if I could. Yes. Um, all right. Well, so we're kind of on the same page about it. It's a, it's a, it's an okay movie. Um, would you watch this one again? Like. So far, I mean, we're only two of these movies in, and I know there's later ones that be like, nope, never watching this one again. Um, I'm assuming, though, right now that, like, much like the Die Hard films, like, if given the choice between watching Die Hard 1 and 2, I would always put it 1. Um, yeah. Would that be the case for Police Academy 2? Or Police Academy as well, at the moment? Like, oh, if yeah. given the choice between yeah. 1 and 2, you'd put on 1 again? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, yeah. That's not even... It's not even a question, really. So then, here comes um, the uh, penultimate question. Is that is that is that, is <laughs> that, 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 that that's word? Right. That's yeah, a that's word right. that yeah. people say. The ultimate, the uh, penultimate. The penultimate. That's is, a thing, right? Yes. Okay. It's a more complex way to spell ultimate. Yeah. Go ahead. I, I always think the penultimate is like the final ultimate. The final countdown. Yeah. This is this could be this could be Europe. Um, so so the the, uh, the the final the ultimate question would be. Do you think this film deserved a sequel? Um, I, I'm going to say no. Walking out of the theater right now, you just saw this and you'd be like, All yeah, right, it's, I'm good. It's, it's good. Yeah, I don't need to see another one. Okay. Okay. Um, any particular reason why? Just because it's not as, it was not as good as the first one? And it's, it's like they took aspects of the first one and they didn't expand on it. The writers, they, they just, they, just, they, they really, um, uh, again... It's like you're boiling down each character to their essence, really. They're one or two traits, Mm -hmm. and you're just letting those shine. You're not letting anyone grow except for Mahoney. So it got away from what it originally was and became, you know, kind of like the the worst way to go. Like, Like, you know, now it's just like, you know... Flanders saying hi diddly ho every time you see him on screen. It's like that recurring joke. Right. And it's like, I don't... You already tiring. did that joke. Yeah. Okay, it, it gets like, tiring. Like, haha, it's not even funny anymore. Why well, you yep. got to stop it? Okay, okay. Um, I can definitely see that. I can, I can, I can agree with you in in the sense of like, yeah, you you saw this and you're like, all right. Um, the only way that I would I would want a sequel because I started thinking about this uh, because I I would worry that it would definitely having seen many '80s franchises. I'm looking at you horror franchises, um, they really do just rehash the same thing for a couple movies yep. before they attempt to try to do anything different. Um, I would only want to see a sequel to this if the next one kind of got back to, or maybe it went like, what did I make? I made notes. Like, what if it was like, um, uh, went the route of like a Bond film? And I know this is very cliche nowadays, but like, all right, well, what happens if they all get thrown out? I don't remember if this is actually one of the plots of the future films. I think it is. Um, but <laughs> Which is why I'm like, this is what the sequel should be. And I'm actually describing part three. But like, what happens if like, they're all stripped of uh, their policemanship. their policemanship, but it's like a wrongfully stripped, like something mm-hmm. happened and they're blamed for it, but they're not what they're, so then they have to, figure out and actually quote unquote like solve the case themselves in order to get back like that'd be the only way that they could go but that even starts getting too drama actiony plot line yeah um it would still work in a comedy movie by all Sounds means like a little bit too deep for this franchise and is it do you well, think it'd be see and that's that's like that's what i'm saying like that's the only way that <laughs> it took you more than two sentences to say it to say it that's right so because what is <laughs> describe episode or describe uh, part one City needs more cops. Hire anybody. Yep. Hire yeah. anybody. Make them fail. Make them fail. Part two is district need, gets new cops. Make them fail. To make them fail. <laughs> and they prove them wrong. Yes. Both times. My plot point was like, well, what happens if this point happens? And then after point A, because of that, point B occurred. Yeah, I would yeah. agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I would I would be okay with this being the last one because the it was already... It was an original concept, quote unquote, kind of like uh, for part one, and then part two was just oh okay. Same thing. So, if there was to be a part three, yes. And again, it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah, I have no idea what happens to part three. 
it needs to kind of, you know, it needs to go back to what worked in the original formula. Mm-hmm. Go back to that ensemble, go back to introducing characters and creating stories for each of the characters and not just focus on Mahoney. Um, you know, and, and I really, I never cared for Tackleberry in these movies. He yeah. just, you know, he just had the big guns. That was his big thing. Yep. But it's not like he was a great character in it, you know? Like, he, he wasn't funny. He wasn't, you know, so so less focus on him. And I'd rather see more focus on, on the Bubba Smith, on Hightower. I'd rather see more on 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 on, on Jones and, and the other characters that seem more interesting than Tackleberry. Right. Good point. Um, knowing what I know from most trilogies, at least for three-part franchises in uh, the 80s and the early 90s, you have uh, part one, which was kind of a, oh, that's new, that's original, does really well. Part two comes along, hey, we're going to... Do the same thing. Basically do the same thing over again. Ha ha, it's funny, right? No, nobody likes this? Okay, crap. Part three, let's say change it up again. Mm-hmm. Or or for like the Die Hard franchise, uh, actually no, that's how the Die Hard franchise kind of worked more yeah. or less, was they, they tried taking what worked in the first one, and in part two they tried kind of going more in that way, but not really ever giving more depth to any of the characters, and it failed. And then part three came along where they kind of went back to what worked in part one but then found ways to make the story work Mm -hmm. which i think is what happens in part three because police academy three back in training (laughs) is what the next movie is going to be on this so i feel like they probably did that they're like oh let's go back let's go back to the let's actually go back to the police academy how about Mm -hmm. that guys like let's do that let's bring back the characters that everybody yep. kind of liked and the world everybody liked. And let's go that direction for a little bit. So, yeah. So was there any other final thoughts? We, we're, we're kidding about the mark that we hit for the last episode. It's a comedy. It's uh, so hard to dive into I, deeply. I'm honestly surprised that we have gone for, for 46 minutes. 46 minutes? <laughs> yeah. I'm I thought, telling you. I thought this would be like a 20 minute. They're getting less. They're getting shorter and shorter each episode. <laughs> so and, and maybe one thing we can do like in the next ones is like what what would we have done differently? Okay. I mean, we kind of did this for this one, but I, I have the feeling that yes, the, we, we've seen the peak. Yeah, and we are We're going. We, we are already on the valley. Downhill. I think we might hit like a we uh, we might hit a little bump. To kind of come back up a little bit, like a minor, uh-huh. minor, minor null, if you will. But we're never going to reach the the, no. the peak again because the concept is not really no. designed for as many entries in this franchise as we already have. So mm-hmm. they're really going to have to find new ways to shake things up and change things in order for it to keep for it to ever kind of go back uphill again. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, it was still fun seeing the, some of the characters come back, and they had their moments, and those were great, and they introduced new characters, but yeah, it was just, yeah, I will agree, not as good as the first one. So, well, yeah, so next time, uh, we'll be back next time for yeah. Police Academy 3 back in training, Woo. which is going to be very exciting. I, I can only imagine. Made the year after this one, so. I, I'm still um, not looking forward to the movie's past four. Um, after the hashtag no Mahone? Yeah, yeah, hashtag no Mahone. Yep. It's, um, I can't imagine how bad these are going to get. Oh, they're going to be so fantastically horrible. Ugh. We are going to be, like right now, we're actually picking out, we were talking about a lot of good things. Yes. You know, we haven't really tackled a lot of any bad things, because there's nothing, there's nothing like, yeah, they all had, this, there was some, this weird, like, whatever. But there was nothing like, holy crap, we need to have a conversation <laughs> about this thing. Right. Which I really feel like is going to start happening around the fourth one. Probably. I know Mahoney's still in it, but I really feel like something's <laughs> going to happen in that fourth one. That's I, like this is why he's not in him anymore. I, I remember the jet ski fight. Oh, jeez, Louise. I don't. I okay. We're, we'll get to that. We will get to that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So yes. Um, any other? Any final plugs? Any final things you'd like to say? Um, anything about the movie? Are, uh, you, are you good? Are you good for yeah, part I'm, two? I'm good. I'm good on part two. Good part part two. Yep. All right. So then we'll do our final outro bits. Um, anything you want to plug regarding? You. Uh, the, well, the Rewatchmen, first of all. Yes. Um, we actually just did another we one. We actually did, did another one. I'm on two of them now. Right. <laughs> um, so check that out. There's a lot of podcasts about movies and, and a lot of movie reviews, and there's going to be a lot more coming out soon, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Firmament Films, the film group, and Ghost Hat Films, the other film group that I've worked with. 
We do all sorts of fun things. Right. <laughs> um, and then Podcast Mania, which is around horror films. Horror. Horror films. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying that I know, I every to, time. I know. Horror. <laughs> I just want to make sure people don't they get the sound, wrong they idea. They sound very similar. Uh, they do sound very similar. I'm, no, I'm not going to make that comment. Uh, <laughs> I had another comment there I was going to say. I didn't say it. Um, okay, so is that... Uh, yeah, that's it. That, those that's are cool. three plugs. Yeah, go ahead. Fantastic. Well, obviously, everybody who knows me can find me on Twitter. At the rent. At, <laughs> oh, yeah. You do that every time. Yeah, on Twitter. Can people follow you on Twitter? Yes, Does it matter? at Badger Colfax. Fantastic. That's awesome. At Badger Colfax. At Badger Colfax. Yes. Uh, people can find me at Random Bell, um, as well as obviously this podcast. This podcast is officially, guys, this podcast is officially working on Google Play, Woo! except for the last Die Hard episode. For some reason, that one is still saying it's 13 minutes. That's weird. It's not 13 minutes long. It's 14. It's 14. Uh, it's that extra minute, guys. That's when we say whether it deserved a sequel. Oh my goodness. And that's the one that's the worst. But yeah. that's the one that's the most fun to listen to because we just bash the movie the entire time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this episode, this podcast is now on Google Play. So definitely, if you have Joy devices and you wish to subscribe, please go over there and do it now. Also, I think you can leave comments and notes and stuff and rates on there too. If you can, go ahead and do it. That's awesome. We'd love more people to do that. Also, over on the Facebook. I liked it. Uh, you did like it. That's great. Yeah. I have not because I don't own a Droid. Mm. Mm. That's why I keep asking you, can you check it to see if it's working now? Because <laughs> uh, I'm too lazy to download the app on my phone. The uh, Also, go over, yeah, make sure, words are hard when you talk like me. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to go over into the Facebook page if you guys aren't already uh, liking that page, because that's where you'll know when the new episodes go up. Uh, if you have not subscribed to us, we'll post on there. Got a whole bunch of new people actually like the page recently, which is very exciting. So very exciting. We, uh, we're always open to um, communication. If you guys have any comments or regarding the movies, please feel free to leave them in the comments section uh, on the Facebook page. And we, we, I, I always try to respond back to most of them um, if I can. Yeah. So uh, for with that, that's all that's going on right now. We'll be back next time. For really, this is we're going out each time. I think so. Music. I think so. It's 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 the theme. It's what holds these episodes together. You know, I could just digitally add this later, right? I (laughs) I can do that. I I like this because then we can react to it. We're not letting this song go the entire time. It's. It also was really loud last episode. All right, well, with that, um, I'm going to say goodbye and slowly fade this out. I will also say goodbye and talk slowly so that it lasts longer on your fade out. You fading out and the music not fading out doesn't work. (laughs) That's how it's done. Magic of uh, radio, right? Yes, radio. (laughs) Goodbye, everybody. See you guys next time. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media, proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at www.ghosthat.net. <laughs> I like the ending. <laughs>